0: Welcome to Digital First Leadership. The podcast that explores the essential principles and strategies for leading in the digital age. In this dynamic podcast series, we dive deep into the realm of digital leadership, equipping leaders and teams with the necessary tools to thrive in today's rapidly evolving digital landscape. Welcome to the show. I'm Richard Bliss, your host, and you're listening to the Digital First Leadership podcast I am thrilled to have you here. Um, as always, this is an opportunity for us to sit down, chat with some fascinating guests, and to cover some interesting topics. One thing before we get started that I want everybody to be aware of is that if you are interested in keeping up with some of the changes that are happening in the LinkedIn algorithm, I put out a LinkedIn tip every week through text messaging. Now, if you're listening and you're in US or Canada, there's a phone number you can text me and you'll start getting those. And so that phone number is 415-534-9722. Just send a text with a hashtag of LinkedIn, you'll be signed up, and you'll start getting those weekly updates. All right. Today, my guest is uh, someone who technically we've just met, but we have been involved in a mutual project. We're talking about the most amazing marketing book ever written by Mark Schaefer and Friends. And I happen to be one of those friends. And my guest, Ian Anderson Gray, is one of the another one of those friends. Ian, thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm really happy to, to finally meet you because we've been hanging out in the same community. We've been involved with the same book. And we can finally talk and see each other. It's great. Right. And, you know, I think we need a
0: new word in the English language for meeting. Because when my daughters, I have five daughters, when they were going on dates and they said, I'm going out, I say, who with? Some boy, how'd you meet them? Their definition of meeting was very different than their father's definition of meeting, right? Because they were like, "Well, I met him in a in a dating app." Well, that doesn't count as meeting, right? And so, this idea, right? We we upped the level once we met on chatbots, or excuse me, in uh, the Rise community, we've met through the book. Now we're meeting online, and then someday we'll meet in person, right? It's
1: we just need different words. We do. It's it's a strange. It's a strange time to be living in, but also a very cool and exciting one. It is. Let me just read your
0: introduction in the book so that people know who you are. Do you mind if I just kind of read from the book? No, go for it. Ian is the founder of the Confident Live Marketing Academy and is the host of the Confident Live podcast. He helps entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits by using live video confidently. Ian is also a professional classical singer and lives near Manchester in the UK. He can be found at iag.me. So, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, classical singer?
1: Do you still yeah. sing? Yeah, it's not so I I don't it's not such a um a thing so because actually during the pandemic I had to make a decision, do I keep on with the because i was teaching singing as well uh, at the royal northern college of music the um and i was also doing singing professionally and i had to make the decision to just go full into the business now but i still put a lot of my my singing and my experience as a performer into what i do uh, and so i trained as a classical singer at the royal northern college of music I met my wife there our kids are very musical too um and i still remember being on stage in front of like a big orchestra and choir, feeling really nervous, big audience. And I was going on stage and I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this? And suddenly the adrenaline kicked in and I gave my best performance. And I think it's the same thing when you get in front of the camera. You have to somehow turn that nervous energy into excitement. So that's kind of what I do today. I, I, I turn that, that experience that I had as a, as a singer into helping business owners get confident in front of the camera.
0: And that is such that is so applicable from uh, tonality, voice, c- confidence, right, energy, all of those things. Let's talk uh, before we step into that. Let's talk just briefly about how you got involved in the book. Let me and for my audi- listening audience, let me explain one more time. Mark Schaefer, a, a, a co-acquaintance of Ian and I, decided through a community that he had created that there was some ideas about jointly writing a book. And so 30 plus authors of the community came together. Well, hang on, 30 plus individuals in the community who decided to contribute and become authors uh, were joined together. Mine was on LinkedIn. Ian, yours was on um, the live streaming video. We've had a lot of different topics. How did you get pulled into this uh, event?
1: Well, I was I was in in the community, and I mean to be honest, Mark reached out to me, and I I totally I totally missed this. And Mark said to me, "Look, Ian, you need to you need to be doing this." And uh, I I was so excited about being part of this because I wanted to write a book for ages. But I'm a, I'm a chronic overthinker. I just I think, of how, and I've, I also know a lot of people who've written books, and I know how difficult it is. So this was an amazing opportunity to to write a chapter because I could write a chapter. I mean, I, I could actually write it. I know I could write, but being being part of a community with other people, um, having Mark as our kind of as our teacher through all of this as well, because he's obviously prolific author, best selling author, uh, and just being part of that, it's just been the most amazing experience. And I, I've actually gained a lot of confidence in the whole process. Um so you never know, I might actually get round to writing <laughs> a whole book. But but yeah, it's been that's that's how I got started into it. And it's been amazing, hasn't it? It has. And I love that story. Uh, similar thing, Mark reached out and was like, could you participate?
0: And it's been enjoyable to uh, for me to go through, I gotta say one of the, my favorite has been the Audible version. I downloaded the Audible version. I didn't listen through because I seldom listen to Audible books. My wife does. But I skipped from chapter to chapter because you, me, and the 30 plus other authors all recorded our own chapter in our own voice, mm. which it's it's amazing to listen to the, uh, the different uh, accents, the different styles, the different voices, people that we have interacted with online but never heard their voice and now to hear them coming through this book. It, that was for me an enjoyable experience even just clicking through the first few seconds of, of them introducing themselves
1: it's great and you can even do i mean i actually do quite like audiobooks but what i really like doing is doing both at the same time listening and reading uh the book because because then you then you get totally immersed into it so i mean the cool thing about this book is it's a book book it's a kindle book and it's an audiobook as well so you could you could do all three And you can, and each chapter is almost identical in the
0: format, right? It's, uh, well, we had 1500 words, 10 points that you wanted to share. And so that's what you did. And so let's talk about that. Um, yours is the, I'm going to read it here. The extraordinary power of live streaming. Now live streaming is gotta be one of the biggest challenges. You talked about going on stage and that anxious nervousness of going in front of the audience. I've been on stage many times and my team does not understand why I get nervous every single time, right? Every single time, and yet you take this and talk about it. Um, so let's talk about your background. And you mentioned the the music, but as you started to
1: come out with this, what were you thinking about? How to help people understand the power of live streaming? Well, I, I've I've had an interesting journey with this because I, as I say in the chapter, I could have been called the reluctant live video guy because. I remember the first time I went live, I was absolutely petrified. I was worried about looking like a complete idiot. And the reason I went live, I went live reluctantly because I was being asked by lots of people to talk about live video. I'd written loads of blogs. I'd written one that had basically gone viral. And it just felt really... Not right, that I was writing about it, but I wasn't actually doing it. So I had to go through that journey. I had to kind of push through the barriers. And that's when I realized the experience that I had as a singer and a performer would help me to do that. And I think it's also helped the fact that I have empathy with people who really struggle mm-hmm. with this because I've been there too, and i I get it. um but the 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 thing about live video, there's so many advantages with it. You know, there's the authenticity, there's that human connection. Um, that is so so powerful but the other thing is as a recovering perfectionist myself it's an amazing way to create content quickly and easily because it's the perfect antidote to perfectionism because live video is never going to be perfect so you can create content quickly and easily you're going to make mistakes but that's okay that's and in fact people actually like the mistakes um and even if you don't want to go live you can create video content as if you were live, pretend that yeah. you're live. It's yeah. a great way of creating content. So, um, yeah, I, I hope I've, um, I hope I've uh, advertised the, the power of live streaming just in those few points. You have. One of the challenges,
0: there's a couple of challenges that people face, though, um, when they go live, and that is, and you've identified it here, and that is, oh, no, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make a mistake, right? And what you've yeah. identified here is, no, that's, that's good. For those perf- perfectionists out there, where do they? How do you help them understand that the, it's okay to make mistakes? That it's it's okay to mess up.
1: It's part. It's well. So what? 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 It is. It's. It's easier said than done. This, but it's getting out of your own head because ultimately, why are you creating this content? It's for your audience, and they don't want perfect. You do. You. But I. I went through a, through a whole month of not going live because I was worried about my background being boring uh, and sounding like an idiot. And my audience were there waiting for me to create content. I would, I, would, I would go as far to say I was actually being selfish. I was being self-absorbed. So you need to get out of your own head and realize why are you creating this and have a goal in mind. So the thing that made the difference for me was actually having a plan and having reasons for doing this. Um, And once I had that in place, that didn't take away all the nervousness and the, the, you know, the sheer terror, but I had a reason for doing it. And then I then had to go through the process of just pressing the button, starting, making mistakes. Because the thing is, the first few videos that you do, I would say the first, even the first dozen videos that you do, I hate to say this, they're not going to be that good, but that's okay (laughs) <laughs> look back. Some of the other, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure your, your first videos were, were great, but most yeah. people's, you go back to the beginning, and they're usually pretty horrendous. Go back to look at my YouTube videos, um, and, and I mean, the horrendous. So, like, we're, we're all, we're all like that. And, and the other thing that plays into this is, is the comparison game, uh, and th- this is a big problem. You know, we can look yeah. at other people and say, well, I could never be like that, um. You know, I've got a nice microphone, I've got a nice background, but two or three years ago, um, I didn't, I'd, and I was still creating content, and uh, people liked what I was doing, so it doesn't have to be fancy, it doesn't have to be perfect, um, so yeah, just just get started. One of the things that you mentioned in the, in your experience is that if you were on stage singing and
0: you made a mistake, stop the performance right there and said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to make a mistake, I'm going to
1: start over. I'm guessing no. No, no. So th- th- that's a really interesting point because when I first started singing, I was so aware of when I made mistakes. And so I, I was quite young. I was it was I started singing that like, I remember when I was 16, 17 and my parents were in the audience and afterwards I go oh, is, oh, I made a mistake it was awful and they said, "Did you?" I had no idea. And I I thought that everyone else yeah, well I was bad made a mistake, but so I think that the key is okay there might be one or two people who notice but who cares most people people don't you just got to keep going and if you do make a mistake that's really obvious which sometimes I do I mean I actually this start this was actually last last month I uh, have an intro and an outro video and for some reason I got them mixed up and I played the outro <laughs> <laughs> in the just own it laugh at yourself don't take yourself right. too seriously and so like people actually like it when you make a mistake. I could have edited the podcast afterwards, but do you know what I didn't? I just uh and the the funny thing is I think that the more I've done this, the less precious I am about these things. You know, like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. People are not they're not going to not hire you because you've you've messed yeah. up. In fact, they probably will more likely hire you because oh like Ian's a human being you know <laughs> yeah and and, and
0: and you make them feel comfortable and confident and hey I, he, he's uh, not caught up on himself we're fe- we're seeing that all the time and so you've got this ability to ma- just keep going and even let's just take this example of you and I oftentimes when I ask people to come on the podcast, not often, but occasionally, okay, well, I need to have a call before the call because we need to talk about what we're going to talk about. And then they need a script and they need a plan. I need the question. I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, I'll do that for them. But that's not the plan here. The plan is, I really want to get to know you. My audience wants to get to know you. Let's just talk. And yeah, we've got some talking points we're going to talk about, but let's just talk. And sometimes some things happen that I don't know. And that, Level of confidence to just let it go and not know where you're going. That takes a lot of that takes a lot of practice. It's not easy for people. Here's something yeah. that's not easy too that I wanted to ask you. Energy. When doing a live podcast, oftentimes people become much more subdued. They slow down their talking. They lose that energy. And it's and it's, it has happened to me. I did a whole video series, uh, and then when I watched it, I realized, man, it was like I was asleep. That energy is really important to come through on those videos, isn't it? And and then I'm going to ask you what secrets are there to make sure that energy does come through. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, there's there's a balance obviously here. You know, I, I call this heightened authenticity because you want to be yourself. So I, I have a friend uh, Molly Mahoney, who's a live video coach like myself. She is so much more energy than me. You know, if 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 she came onto the show, she'd be, hey, how are you doing? You know, would be like All right now not me but so it, it's really a case of of understanding what the camera is if i was on stage um giving a giving a presentation giving a keynote or, or whatever i would i would be able to bounce off the energy of the people in the yes. room as a human being we that's how we're kind of that's how we're wired yeah but the camera is an inanimate object it's a yes you know, bit of glass plastic plasticky thing and it just doesn't, it feel particularly if you can't see the person, uh, because most cameras are above the screen. Now I've actually, yeah. I've actually got Sally to set up so I can actually look at you directly and look at the camera, but it, it's tough. It's, it's a really tough thing. So you have to, uh, that's why you have to raise your energy levels a little bit more. And so I have like, I I get my clients to practice five stages and often I will get them to kind of, uh say their catch their their tagline so mine is level up your impact and authority uh let's just call it that and the first level is just you're just talking to someone one to one and it might be like level up your authority and uh, your your confidence and, and authority if i was speaking with a group of people it would be level up your confidence and authority if i was doing a workshop level up your impact and authority if i was um on a on video i'd be even more level up your impact and authority and if i was doing a keynote on stage at wembley stadium it'd be level like, up your <laughs> impact and authority now if you get to that level level 5 and you feel uncomfortable you've got it right most people uh, don't interesting and so like, you would never you would never do it at that level on camera but the fact is you have to practice overdoing it uh, to get to the right level uh, when you get in front of the camera. And the key is here to remind yourself to keep the energy going, because you might start speaking like that at the beginning, but by the end of it, you're it's... speaking like this. And, and,
0: and, and what happens is people notice that that was an artificial construct, right? That you artificially jumped up there and then have dropped back down to what you would call a normal. And so being cognizant of maintaining that energy level, I think is what you're identifying there, is that you really have to be present, and you talk about the camera because as I look at the camera now, you have to, this takes practice. I have to see you through the camera, right? I have to see my audience. I don't see the camera; I see my audience. I see who I'm talking to, and that takes that takes a lot of practice.
1: All it right, does. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say I've got a very high tech solution for this, which is get yeah. a piece of paper, put some four arrows into it, and then stick your camera through it, and that'll uh, help you. Remind you to look at the camera. It, it works. It does work. Uh, it does work. Speaking of the camera
0: and the equipment, let's just talk, we're gonna wrap up here in just a second, but I wanted to talk about the equipment itself because oftentimes that also holds people back because they're like, well, my sound doesn't sound as good. The camera's not as quality. I don't have fancy equipment. I don't have a green screen or a background. And yet, really, as we've kind of alluded to it, but don't let that hold you back. Yeah, yeah. So what would your advice be for when it comes to actual equipment? Let's talk about some of the equipment you're using, but
1: what other people can use in a pitch or just to make it start, at least to start. So don't use the tech as a scapegoat for mindset struggles, like with your confidence, You know, because the tech just can be really, really simple. Uh, The first thing I would always go for is just enhance the audio. Audio matters so much more than video. So you don't have to get an expensive microphone I quite like the Samsung QTU that's S A M S O N That's a nice dynamic microphone looks okay and it has a really good quality so 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 that's good in terms of live video the things that you need check your internet speed you need to have a decent upload speed that's important because you you want to have a stability there if you're streaming you also have to have a a computer that is you know is going to do the job if it's a very old computer you might have some problems so those are, the, those are the two things. And then audio quality is important. Um, cameras, yeah, I mean, there's there's a big range. You can go from like a Logitech uh, webcam up to something of like, uh, what I'm using, I'm using a, a Sony camera, um, a mirrorless camera. And I'm, I'm plugging that in via HDMI um, using a, a little device called a Cam Link. So you can use basically a camera like that, a professional camera like a webcam. Um, so... So, yeah, th- this and just, yeah, I was going to say, just what well, I'm using a Canon
0: EOS DS- DSLR that's piped in through a ATM mini that allows me yes. to control the right, control the camera. My, my microphone is a road uh, podcast. Hang on just a second. My daughter, my, can you hear me? I just want to make sure you can hear me. I can hear you, yeah. That was that. Uh, my daughter just interrupted it. My computer just brought it up in front. i sorry. It was a phone call. But I'm using a uh, a Rode Podcaster microphone that allows me. Now I'm not technical, but it has the condenser inside.
1: Does that make sense from a technical standpoint? So. Yeah. Well, there, there are two types of. Well, there's plenty of different types of microphone. I have a dynamic microphone, so I use a High LPR40. The Samsung Q2U is, is a is also a dynamic one. It means you have to have it fairly close to you. But the good thing about that is that it picks. It's less likely to pick yes. noises. It's practicing or shouting down the street or whatever so so that but you so a lot of people use like the blue yeti microphone which is a get yeah. microphone but a condenser mic and if you're not too careful it can pick up a lot of sounds uh, or away like from you. tap tapping on your keyboard shuffling your yeah.
0: papers all of those two yeah. of thing. all those kind of things that's good that's good to know mm. what about just the phone what about just your iphone or your uh phone yeah
1: so there are t- so, there are t- so I- I've been talking about maybe a more professional way of doing it. In in the chapter, I actually talk about the differences between uh, going live from your phone and going live from your computer. Ad- advantages with going live from your phone is it's easier. You can't schedule it- your broadcasts and it's more difficult to bring in guests, but it's it gives you that more raw and authentic feel. And let's face it, most phones, whether it's an iPhone or an Android phone, the quality of the camera is really good. Actually, one thing you can do if you're going to go live from your computer, you can use your iPhone or Android phone's camera by plugging it into your computer. Um, you know, There's a, there's an app called Camo, which I really like, and I can use my iPhone's camera on my computer uh, as a webcam. So that's another thing to think about as well without having to buy an expensive camera.
0: Oh, that's an excellent point. And the last thing, and I just realized, streaming software, how, what do I use to actually stream the live? Because after oh, the camera, the, I've got everything set up. Now, how do I actually get it to the audience?
1: Yeah, well, you. For, I would recommend using a third-party tool for this. You, you, you for LinkedIn Live, you have to use a third-party tool. There's no other way of doing it. Um, the the easiest way is probably like a web, uh, a browser-based tool like Streamyard or Restream. Uh, or if you want to take take things to the next level, you could use a, a tool like Ecamm Live. That's what I use. It's a Mac-only tool. Uh, there's other ones for PC like Wirecast and VMix. They're a little bit more complicated. Um, I've actually got a comparison tool on my website. If you go to my website, IAG.me, you can actually put in some questions and it will uh, basically give you the perfect live video tools for you, for, for what you need. Because there's, there's lots, I mean, we haven't got time to go into it, but there's lots of different advantages and disadvantages. You can do multi-streaming, which means broadcasting to more than one platform at the same time. There's comments, guests. I won't go on, but yeah, lots of things I- to think about. And my advice to those who are just starting would be to keep it simple. Start yeah. simple.
0: Don't worry about having to compete with everybody else who's got the professional setups, but just keep it simple, even if
1: it's just your phone and streaming to do that. Yeah. It's boot, it's bootstrapping your live video studio. Start small, start simple, and then you can you can get the fancy camera and the microphone later. Just get started. Just get started. Ian, this has been great. It's been so informative. Thank you so much for joining. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for
0: having me. We've been listening to Ian Anderson Gray, who has written a chapter called The Extraordinary Power of Live Streaming in a book called The Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever, written by 30 plus authors, yours truly included. And his chapter is specifically about the power of live streaming. I hope you found something interesting. And he's given us some resources, iag.me, iag.me is where you can go and find out more information about Ian and the services that he offers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support that you provided to the show. We appreciate all that you've done. Take care. You've been listening to Digital First Leadership, the podcast where you learn to leverage and build your expertise on digital platforms. For more valuable tips on mastering the language of social media, subscribe to our newsletter at blisspointconsult.com. If you'd like to stay in touch, feel free to add Richard on LinkedIn and join the conversation.